culture current events and the like this is jeff and i am the nerdy merc make sure you like the podcast and subscribe and review if you don't find me in your favorite podcast host be patient keep checking back as it is coming soon i promise make sure you find me on all the social media accounts facebook the nerdy merc youtube the nerdy merc at nerdy merc on twitter and parlor and nerdy merc 79 on instagram moving right along with this discussion as I'm sure you, well, I don't know if you've noticed or not. I've noticed because I listen to my podcast a lot because I want to hear how it sounds, how it comes across. I want to know if it sounds like it's fun. If I want, I want to know if I'm making grammatical errors. I want, I want to know what I sound like. And I think, and 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 as a result, it's ever evolving. So I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm going to stick with the ten minutes, ten minutes, ten min, or excuse me, twenty minutes, twenty minutes, twenty minutes uh, um, format. You know, where one section covers nerdy stuff, one section covers culture, one section covers um, uh, current events. So I I think I'm going to do just I, I think I'm just going to kind of throw everything in together. I'm going to kind of group things together because sometimes culture and current events go together. Sometimes culture and nerdy stuff go together. Sometimes current uh, comic books and current events go together. And it all really ties in, or nerdy stuff in general, all really goes together, and it all ties in. So, you're going to, going forward, I think I'm going to do a little bit of everything in each section. Now, I might have one section that covers one whole topic, or one type of topic, and like last section, last segment, where I covered the Indiana gubernatorial debates, or as the Hammer Nigel show likes to call them, the goober debates, which I think is kind of funny. So, I think that's what I'm going to do. And I'm also going to change. I was doing one trivia question per show and answering it on the next. I don't think I'm going to do that. I think it's going to be one per week. I think I'm going to ask it on Saturdays. On Saturdays, I'm going to be doing, for lack of a better word, live video that I'm going to upload to YouTube. And that's just going to be me sitting at my desk. I'm going to be talking about nerdy stuff. Saturday is going to be just fun content. I don't want to put anything serious in that content. I want to display my love of nerd genre and i think on saturdays i'm going to introduce the the week's trivia question and i will reaffirm that question on monday in the podcast and i will answer it on friday's show which is today's show so let's go ahead and knock the trivia out of the way or at least the answer to this week's question what comic book series flouted the comic code authority and decided you know what we're going to publish a three part uh, we're going we're going to publish three issues without your stamp without your seal of approval and there's nothing you can do about it so what was that comic book series 
Amazing Spider-Man, numbers 96, 97, and 98. Why did it violate the Comic Code Authority? Because it depicted drug use. Now, here's the funny part. After that, after that three-part series, Comic Code Authority revised their, their rules to say that it can depict drug use, but it must do it in a negative light. Interesting. Stan Lee, more or less, was like, look, we're going to publish this. You can't do anything about it. And it proved to be true. And in my opinion, that was the start of the fall of the Comic Code Authority. It took a couple more decades, but that's where it began. Moving on, I have a task for all you listeners. There is a certain collectible item that I am looking for. It's very hard to find. There is only 250 of them ever made. It is the Damascus Steel book version of Ice. Ice was the ancestral longsword of the Stark family. Now, it differed from the one you saw in the TV show. I already have that one. I want the book version. It is an absolutely gorgeous sword. So it pops up on eBay once every, well, I don't know. I've only seen it appear once, and I've been looking for a couple years now. So if you guys happen to see that, let me know. I'd appreciate it. Compton rolls out largest two-year guaranteed income program amid racial injustice reckoning. So, universal basic income is making a comeback. Andrew Yang would be so proud. So proud. Reading the article from IWTOKNSW.com. I don't know. Uh, it is the largest city-led guaranteed, pay attention to those words, I'm going to come back, city-led guaranteed income program in the U.S. to date and comes amid a nationwide reckoning on racial injustice and inequality. According to the city, all funds are being raised privately in partnership with the Jane Family Institute, which is an applied research group, and the Fund for Guaranteed Income, a registered public charity launched to steward guaranteed income as a path to racial justice. Well, let's let's clarify something. There's no such thing as racial justice. There's no such thing as economic justice, climate justice, uh, um, reproductive justice. There is just justice, and anyone who puts a an adjective in front of the word justice is simply trying to sell a sell you on a narrative. Okay, recognize it for what it is. And move on. But let's go back to this story. You know what? In in the main, it sounds, you know what? Hey, this is this is being raised by private parties, private groups. Okay, that's cool. You know what? You're a private party. You can do with your money as you like. I don't have any power to tell you otherwise, nor do I have any right. And I never would. You know what? If you wanna if you wanna be like uh, uh Nicholas Cage who spent almost $3 million on a copy of Action Comics number one, which is the first appearance of Superman, go right ahead. You got the money. It's your business. In fact, I'm a little jealous because I would really love to have that comic book, especially in the grade he got it. Uh, but go back to the words in the article. It's the largest city-led guaranteed income program. City-led guaranteed Okay, so what happens in month seven or eight, nine, ten, a year down the road? 
when these organizations, the Fund for Guaranteed Income and the Jane Family Institute, no longer have any money? Hmm? How does Compton provide that universal basic income then? Oh, that's right. It's going to go down to the residents. The residents of Compton, who I imagine are largely not all that wealthy to begin with, are going to foot the bill. Yeah. The problem with socialism is that occasionally, or not occasionally, eventually you you run out of other people's money. Sorry, I butchered the quote a little bit. But it's very true. So I look forward to seeing how this one goes down the road. Let's see what happens when these institutes run out of money and can no longer afford to fund this city-led guaranteed program. I don't think you have to be a futurist to read those tea leaves. Next up on the docket, because I like to bring you the things you need and not just the things you want, Baby Yoda is now available in pinhead form. That is as close to religious as I get, but yes, Baby Yoda is in pinhead form. Now, we all know who Baby Yoda is, or if you don't, you've been living under a rock for the last, what, year? Yeah, year. It has to have been. I mean, everyone knows who Baby Yoda is. Not everyone knows who Pinhead is. Let me help you out with that. Welcome to hell. Okay, so I get that he is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I, I fully support that. But... Pinhead is my cup of tea. I've been a fan of the Hellraiser movies since the first one. Sure, I was way too young to watch it. I think I was like eight. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of super... Actually, I did have a lot of parental oversight. I was just that bad kid that snuck out after everyone went to bed and went out and watched the the Skinamax and the HBO and the Showtime and whatever else there was to watch. And so I got to see this stuff. At an age where I probably shouldn't have. But anyway, uh, I actually don't know how long this has been available. It's uh, only available as a pre-order. The guy apparently makes them one at a time. But if you type in, hang on, what did I type in? I typed in, come on, work, work, work. uh, Baby Yoda Pinhead. And I use Bing, and it's the third link down. But if you use Google, it might be a different one. It's the mountainape.co.uk. So, yeah, some dude in England's making it. And it takes about seven weeks to order. It's 45 bucks. It's not even all that big. But the detail is phenomenal, and I am looking forward to I will definitely share that with you. But that's going to be a Saturday, a Saturday uh, fun video event. But Baby Yoda as Pinhead. Yeah, can't wait for that one. Rapper 50 Cent doesn't want to become rapper 20 cent. According to Vanity Fair, 50 cent would rather endorse Donald Trump than let Joe Biden raise his taxes. Well, I don't actually blame 50 cent. Uh, Apparently he lives in New York City. And uh, straight from the Vanity Fair article, 50 cent had a strong reaction to those numbers, which are uh, 62% in New York City for those making over $400,000 a year. And I quote, slightly edited, what the F, vote for Trump, I'm out. F New York, the Knicks never win anyway. And then he went on to say, I don't care, Trump doesn't like black people. Well, that's 
debatable, and I can bring the receipts to show you. But continuing on, people, 62% of you out your effing mind. Now, he doesn't, he seems to think that, that, uh, um, the percentage of New York City's population that would have to pay those taxes is 62%. Doesn't appear to be the brightest bulb in the furniture store. But, uh, yeah, 50 cent doesn't want to become 20 cent. Uh, and that's actually not even factually accurate. It wouldn't be at 62%, it would be 19 cents. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. I'm the actually guy. Sorry. Uh, but I do understand 19 cents doesn't roll right off the tongue as well as 20 cent. And <laughs> so uh, 50%, 50%, 50 cent is now endorsing Donald Trump over Joe Biden, even though he doesn't like Donald Trump. So that's that's kind of curious. It's got me wondering. So you got 50 cent endorsing Donald Trump. You got Ice Cube now in, in endorsing Donald Trump. And based on Ice Cube's recent tweets and stuff, I don't think he likes Donald Trump, but he's he's trying to work with him. Uh, before Kanye West went off the rails doing whatever it is he's doing, he him and his wife, uh, one of the card Kim or Clo- Kim Kim's his wife, yeah, they they're endorsing Donald Trump and working with him to get the um, to get the oh uh, the First Step Act passed, which actually uh, 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 freed up a lot of people out of prison and jails that were in there for first time of drug and nonviolent offenses, which are primarily minorities and black people. You know, so I'm not really sure Donald Trump is the racist everyone says he is, but that's neither here nor there. 50 Cent don't want to go broke. I don't blame him. And he's right. The Knicks never win. A woman's house was robbed while she attended a Dodgers game. The tickets were provided to her by, according to her, the thief. I don't know whether to be angry or impressed. Imagine getting up, getting ready, heading out the door, noticing your car is missing. What do you do? You file a report with the police, you Uber to work, morning ruined. So you come home from work and your car is back in its spot. In the car is a note from this woman saying her son was super sick and that she needed the car to take him to the hospital and notice the keys were in it. So she helped herself and in return, she felt bad, left two tickets to the Dodger game inside the car and says, hmm. you know what, I'm sorry. I mean, there's no damage to the car. The car's returned. What do you do? You go to the game. So you get back from the game and you enter your home and it is completely empty. This woman takes copies of the house keys that were attached to the car keys, knowing damn well you chose to go to the game, and robs your freaking home. (laughs) Brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant. So the laughter you heard was either, I don't know, Hammer or Nigel on the Hammer and Nigel show, because that's where I got that clip from. And... I, I, I don't know that I buy that that story is true. It's it's funny, and if so, I swear, this woman has a much better sense of humor than I do because I would have been out for blood. But if true, you got to give that you got to give that thief some credit. That is a brilliantly executed scheme. You you spent some money on the Dodgers tickets, sure, but you gambled that you would make more on the on the ice. So uh, I hope they're caught. But in the meantime, kudos to them for at least you know what. 
it's it's such a shame that we don't have smart criminals anymore. Most of the criminals nowadays are just dumb. Gone are the days when when criminals were were masterminds and were and were pulling off great heists. And I well, to be honest, I don't know if they ever existed, but they sure existed in Hollywood. And they're a lot of fun to watch. And you watch the criminals these days, you know, the ones that rob convenience stores and leave their freaking driver's licenses right there on the on the on the counter. And you're like, well, you know what? Andy Dufresne said it best. Perhaps it's time you tried a new profession. What I mean is you don't seem to be a very good thief. Maybe you should try something else. Which can, of course, be said about almost every modern day criminal. And I, I, I hope this story is true just because I want to know that there are, I, I need to know that there are some elements in the criminal world that have a brain, at least. It's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. So Troy Aikman and Joe Buck didn't realize that their microphones were hot. Now, one thing I've, I learned long before I ever started doing this was if you're in the radio or broadcasting business or if you're running for political office and there are reporters with microphones around, you always assume that the mics are hot. So this isn't that big of a deal. I just wanted to share it because I thought it was hilarious that finally the mainstream or like the the public is starting to even realize that, you know, Kamala Harris is going to be the president if Joe Biden is elected. Notice he said the Kamala Biden ticket. That's that's just hilarious. Uh, you know, and of course, Joe Biden and Kamala Biden have both even said that, you know, Kamala Harris said the Harris administration with Joe Biden. OK, and and Joe Biden himself, I think twice, at least once, has said the Harris Biden administration. Come on, man. <laughs> you just can't you can't make this up. <laughs> well, I did have some other material that I was hoping I'd be able to get to today. Unfortunately, as seems to happen often on this show, I'm starting to run up against the clock. So I think we'll just, we'll call it a little bit early, and I hope you all have a great weekend. I am the Nerdy Merc. It's www.nerdymerc.com. You can reach me at nerdymerc at gmail.com. Number is 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. You can also find me at the Nerdy Merc on Facebook and YouTube. At Nerdy Merc on Twitter and Parlor and Nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. You can also find me wherever you find your podcast or most of the places so far. If your podcast host doesn't yet have me, be patient. I am coming soon. Make sure you go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, and above all, tell your friends because I don't grow if you don't share. Nerdy Merc out. <laughs>